You've tuned into the Dr. Lowe Show with naturopathic doctor, Dr. Lauren Noel, where you hear the best in natural medicine, nutrition, and mindset from the world's top doctors, authors, influencers, and Dr. Lowe herself. Trying just to pop a pill for a symptom? You've got the wrong exit. Seeking doable ways to live a happier, healthier life and have fun doing it? Welcome to the Dr. Lowe Show. What's up, everybody? Dr. Lowe coming at you again in another episode of Dr. Lowe Radio. Thanks for joining me. It is a beautiful spring day here in San Diego. And um, if you guys have been following me over on my Instagram, I've been giving little updates on what's happening with me. You can follow me over at Dr. Underscore Lowe. And I am 30, almost 38 weeks pregnant as I'm recording this intro. So two weeks to go until I become a mama. And everything looks good. My midwives came over the other day and um, did their little measurements and, you know, all, all their little tests that they do. And they think all is a go and it could be about a couple of weeks right on the dot. So, but who knows, right? As my mom says, we make plans and God laughs. So we'll see what happens. This whole pregnancy has been a process of just surrendering and trusting and just knowing my body's got this. And there's been a gazillion women who have given birth before. And I know a lot of you listening are moms. So I just trust that all will be well. And, um, you know, I can do anything for a day, right? Who knows how long labor and delivery will take. But, um, and then after that, there's a beautiful prize at the end. I get to see my, my beautiful little son's face. So I'm really excited about that. And um, it's a very special time. It's been really cool having, you know, a lot of you guys follow me along my journey. And I'll try to keep um, updates, you know, coming out as things happen. So yeah, that's what's happening. If any of you guys, by the way, are local here in the San Diego area, I want to invite you to an event that we're having at Shine. This is going to be next Thursday. So it's April 18th and it's at six o'clock. We're going to be doing a talk on male hormones and testosterone, which relates to the topic that this show is all about with Dr. Muller. And um, so if you want to be a part of that, you want RSVP, so go to, um, so email info at shinenaturalmedicine.com. And then if you're not local, you can check us out on Instagram live during that time. So you can see the, um, the presentation and it's interactive. So you can ask questions and get your, your questions answered. And that's over at the shine Instagram. So at shinenaturalmedicine.com, pretty straightforward. One of the herbs we talk about in this episode is ashwagandha, and you guys know that ashwagandha is an ingredient that's in my favorite green drink, in the Organifi green drink, so Organifi is a proud sponsor of this show, and so if you, any of you guys listening are wanting to do what you can to help optimize your testosterone naturally, I highly recommend um, ashwagandha. It's an Ayurvedic herb that helps your body deal with stress. It's, um, it's something that men and women can both take. And for women, no, it's not going to make your testosterone go too high. It works as an adaptogen. So it helps to kind of adapt to what your body needs. And so you guys can check that out over at Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash Dr. Lowe, D-R-L-O. And you'll see my store on there with all the products that I really love, that I recommend for patients, that I prescribe all the time, that I use myself, that my boyfriend Kevin uses. And at checkout, you can enter Dr. Lowe and get 20% off anything on that website. So D-R-L-O and get your hookup. I'm excited because I've lined up another sponsor for this show. I'm really very picky about companies because I get pitched all the time. And I just, you know, I've been doing this show for so long. I I have a 
very selective filter about who I want to, um, you know, recommend. And this is a company that I have used for a while that I have been, you know, kind of vetting out for a long time at this point. And this is Four Sigmatic. You guys have probably heard them over on other podcasts, but they're amazing. They're a really incredible uh, mushroom superfoods company. And, you know, I know a lot of you guys listening are big coffee drinkers. In general, my opinion is I think coffee is definitely overused in our culture. I think coffee can be a bit taxing on the body, especially the adrenals, even the thyroid. And, you know, it's acidifying. It's just a stimulant. A lot of us rely on it when we really need to kind of figure out what we need for true energy. But if you're a big coffee fan, there are healthier ways to go about doing it. So there's a couple products over on the Four Sigmatic website that I have recommended to patients and I am a fan of. So they have a coffee with lion's mane. So lion's mane is an incredible mushroom that helps to boost brain power. So if any of you guys listening are dealing with brain fog, difficulty remembering things, just kind of feeling out of it, lion's mane is highly researched to help improve brain function. So putting that with a good organic coffee is a great mix. So you can get that over at or at Four Sigmatic. Dot com So that's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash Dr. Lowe. And same thing, enter Dr. Lowe at checkout and you get 15% off anything on their website. They also have a mushroom with cordyceps. Now cordyceps is another incredible mushroom that has been used for a gazillion years. It's a um, adaptogen, so it helps your adrenals as well. So I mentioned that with ashwagandha. This is another really potent adaptogen. It's great for athletes. So if you want to increase your energy, your performance, and another cool thing about it is it's an antioxidant. So antioxidants, as you guys know, are very anti-aging. You know, we age because of free radical damage, because of oxidative stress from our lifestyle, from our environment. So the more oxi- uh, antioxidants you can bring into your system, the more that's going to help neutralize that process in your body. So both of those I'm a big fan of. Again, check them out over at foursigmatic.com slash Dr. Lowe. Enter Dr. Lowe at checkout. All right, without further ado, let's jump into the show and talk all about male hormones and testosterone. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. We are talking about a fun topic. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to this, this topic because, as you guys know, we tend to talk a lot about the ladies and women's health and especially lately, kind of selfishly, about fertility and pregnancy and all of that. But I still got love for the dudes. We have a lot of men who still listen to this show, and I wanted to make sure that we you know, serve you guys and, um, and talk about a topic that's, that's really important, and, and it's one that a lot of men you know, are very interested in, um, and ladies too. So, so we are talking all about testosterone and men's health, and I have an expert on the show that I'm excited to share with you guys. So we have Dr. Michael Moeller. He is a naturopathic doctor. He specializes in men's health and hormones. A little bit about him, he received his bachelor's in pre-medical science from Southern Illinois University, Carbondale in 2013, and his doctorate in naturopathic medicine from Bastyr University, California in 2017. The majority of his practice includes testosterone optimization therapy, uh, intravenous nutrient therapy, which you guys know I'm a huge IV therapy fan. We do a lot of that at Shine, as well as specialty lab testing and regenerative injection therapy, which is like prolo- uh, prolotherapy and PRP. We've talked a little bit about that on the show. Um, We'll put that in the show notes too if you're interested in learning more about that. When he's not in the office, you can find him in the gym, in in nature hiking, or also podcasting on his own podcast called The Michael Moeller Mentality. And he also is one of our newest family members at Shine, rocking it at Shine in the men's health world. So we're excited to have him. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Noel. It's an honor and a privilege to be here. I'm super excited. 
I think I've told you before, I've been listening to your podcast since I was in school. So it's very, very <laughs> surreal to uh, be joining and, and helping share, share some, share some messages and some knowledge. Yeah, it's so cool. And I, you know, I remember when I did a, uh, a little talk at Bastier on podcasting, mm-hmm. we got a chance to chat there. And I remember you really standing out because I was like, he's got this fire. He's got this like energy to him. It kind of reminded me of like a male me back in the day of just like, looking at possibilities, looking at things that you wanted to be doing with your career. And you had a very forward thinking mentality. I really, really liked that about you. So I remember that really standing out. Awesome. That, that's uh, very kind of you to say, um, you know, it makes me, makes me warm hearted and glad that, you know, now we're in the same realm and uh, under the same building helping people out. So it's really I know. cool. It feels very serendipitous. So now I'm curious because you and I, we really haven't had a chance to spend a lot of time together. You know, I'm transitioning into this whole maternity leave thing and you're like, starting out at shine and getting things going. And so I, you know, I would love to just know a little bit more about you personally. Like why, like, why did you even get into natural medicine and especially into the world of men's health in the first place? Oh, I mean, you know, short story is I kind of went through the, uh, you know, healthcare cough, cough, sick care system. Yeah. uh, You know, I didn't get the treatment I was needing. I was an undergraduate and I came down with uh, a plethora of urinary symptoms, which I was told was actually in STD. And when I first went into uh, the, you know, they, they treat prophylactically. If you have symptoms similar to an STD, they give you an antibiotic, say you have it, do your blood, and then, you know, send you out your way. Well, uh, my blood tests all came back negative and I was never told that. So, you know, my partner at the time who I was just in a very interesting situation, um, you know, I was just, I was told that an STD and I really didn't. So my symptoms came back. I had like urinary problems, having to go all the time and to get a little vulgar or, uh, you know, graphic <laughs> Yeah, to get graphic, you know, I was having some discharge and stuff and it was not fun one bit. And I was really scared, really scared. Yeah. And so I went back to the doctor and they said, like, well, you have a UTI now, more antibiotics. Um, symptoms went away, came back, send me to a urologist, prostatitis, more antibiotics, goes away, come back. They eventually do a cytoscopy where they put a camera. Um, up through the penis and looking into my bladder and they're just kind of like we don't know what's going on here's more antibiotics and so yeah at that point I'm like I gotta figure this out or I'm gonna lose my manhood I'm going to I don't know what the downstream of this is but luckily for me at the time I was personal trainer I was in a bodybuilding working at GNC and I knew a little bit of, of natural remedies and basically I just did naturopathic medicine I stopped you know I stopped drinking so much I stopped going out and partying eating bad food, staying up late. Um, I looked for things that caused bladder irritants and I stayed away from them, hit the sauna, did a juice fast and it went away. Wow. So I was like, wow, this naturopathic stuff really works. And, uh, you know, long story short from there, I found Bastier in San Diego and signed up and, you know, never looked back. So that's wild. I know so many of us who are in this healing world, we have our own personal story of just feeling like we didn't get the kind of care that we really deserve to have and then mm-hmm. we just study it for ourselves and then it's like so confirming that it works um and then we decide to do it from there so i mean it's cool like over the years over 200 episodes I means so many of the guests it's like that's the majority of us that we have that story so it's cool how it's like we kind of have to go through hell a little bit to come through it and be able to use that to help people yeah there's a quote about like a shaman is someone that you know went into the darkness and found the light and then they just help other people do the same thing so yeah. you know I'm more than honored for the way that my journey went. I'm very humbled and privileged that 
you know, God spirit or whatever you want to call it has put me in a place to now uh, help others do, do to get out of that place. Cause it's not fun. It's not no, fun in one bit. Definitely not. And so why, why men's health now? Is it because of that kind of personal experience that you wanted to just specifically work with guys or maybe was it in school when you were working with patients, you started to get more of a connection working with men? Definitely. And, you know, in our profession, we have so many great women doctors out there. And um, I just guess from my point of view and my personality, and there are plenty of women that I've, I've jived with um, as well, um, but the guys are just, they're being left for dead. You yeah. know, guys are, they're less likely to come in and see the doctor. They, you have to push them a little bit. And, and then to come in and talk about ED, low libido, um, no muscle mass, these things that are very demasculine to admit and to do it to a woman, I think is even more for a lot of guys is even harder. So, you know, me, to me, it's kind of, I'm kind of like, you know, Hey bro, like, let's talk about these things. Like what's going on? He's like, Hey, you know, doc, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. And then, and, and, and it's crazy because a lot of these guys, it's a lot of times it's about testosterone, but it ends up in the sexual area, but you yeah. gotta, you gotta peel it back and it's hard. These are, these are, they're not fun things to talk about. And uh, a lot of these guys are feeling lost and helpless. And, and a lot of the ED is coupled with testosterone, low T, which tends to, you know, lower the confidence, make them depressed. Yeah. Yeah. So, and what's so cool is that you like right off the bat on this show, you're like a human being who dealt with <laughs> his own stuff. And yeah. really like, I think that's one of the things that has worked really well with this podcast is my people will hear me on here and then become patients. And they're like, I feel like I'm just talking to someone I know. And so they feel comfortable to share. So, um, you know, I, I love how things are changing with medicine where mm -hmm. doctors are no longer on this pedestal i mean still somewhat to an extent of course but it is yeah. shifting to where we're realizing we're all human we all deal with stuff and you know and the more that you can relate with your doctor the more honest you can be about your own health and really get true healing and true change i think yeah and I, that's that's the gold of our medicine i think is you know meeting people where they're at listening to their stories you know doctor means teacher so to come in and be like look i you know i've been down this road let me help you walk you through where you got kind of lost uh, yeah. let's, let's try and get you back on track here. And I'm here to help. I'm not here to try and exploit you for your money or like not take time with you and, and, and put you on your way. And, and that was one of the main things I saw with guys is just they, 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 they need that extra nudge. And so when you're talking, you know, to start the episode about the women, it's, it's a coherent, you know, it's a symbiotic relationship. So the women, and you probably experienced this when you fix the women and the guys aren't fixed, like yeah. that, that causes even more rifts. So we all have mm -hmm. to be on the same page here. And I love that about women, how they get so active about their health. And that's where I, a lot of times when I talk to women, that's who I, I, I find out about the guy through the woman. She's like, hey, can you help him? He's doing this, this, and this. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. So, all right, cool. Well, let's, let's sh show some love for the dudes and mm -hmm. shed some light on this topic of testosterone. And, you know, it's funny how a lot of times guys will come in, and I'm sure you see this, where they come in and it's like, that's their primary thing is they want to, like, I want to get my hormones checked and get my testosterone checked. But you have to, it's like that kind of pulls them in, but then you mm -hmm. have to look at the full picture, right? And do 100%. like all the other testing, looking at the full blood, looking at the micronutrients, like everything, the whole, the whole system, because it's like testosterone isn't in a vacuum. It's, it's all connected to everything, right? So let's 100%. talk a little bit about testosterone a little more. Like what, what's the role that it plays in the body? Yeah. I mean, the main thing I, I, I tell my patients is it's literally what turns boys into men. Yeah. So testosterone's highest when you are, you know, late teenage, early twenties, and you're getting all these masculine features. You know, testosterone has kind of two things um, as far as 
you know, it messes with your muscles, androgenic, and it also, you know, mess, it just turns you into a man. And that's where, an, like, it's androgenic and anabolic. Androgenic means to make you into a man, and anabolic means to build muscles. And so, basically, you know, it, it, it makes your brain grow, it's, so it's good for your memory, it's good for your muscles, it's good for your libido, it increases, you know, your testes produce testosterone, it increases your penis size, it um, makes you grow, and... Yeah, and it's also good for you know blood blood sugar regulation. Makes your voice get lower, right? Makes your voice get yeah. lower. Puts hair <laughs> on your chest. Some guys, the older guys, when they get on testosterone, they grow fuller beards. Is right. I hear. So it does a it does a lot of a lot of things like like thyroid and and other hormones in the body. It has a, a wide variety of um, of purposes, but one of the main things is just like yeah, it turns boys into men. It's kind of the is the easy way to talk about it. Yeah. Right. And. So I, what's cool is that we're talking about what it does beyond just libido, Mm -hmm. you know, and I've, I've seen like, I've seen men come in who, who are like, you know, I'll say, how's, how's your libido? How's your sex drive? They're like, it's awesome. And then we'll do the test and their testosterone is like 300 or something, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's, so it's not always that connected where it's like low testosterone equals low libido because you can have a high sex drive just because mentally you just have more of that way of thinking. Like it, it's not, it's, it's many things, right. Not just like physiological, it can be mental and emotional and everything too. So, um, so like if someone doesn't have good testosterone, of course it's more likely that they may have some libido issues, but like what else mm-hmm. could that look like if their testosterone is too low? Uh, you know, Metabolic emergency is one of the things that is a, a, a term I've heard coined with low testosterone because Testosterone is also really important for the production of nitric oxide throughout the body. So vasodilation, and not just the not just the penis, but also into your muscles, into your brain. It's good for your insulin sensitivity, so lowering your blood sugar. And that's why guys who have higher testosterone actually have a decreased chance for both um, Alzheimer's and heart disease and diabetes. So wow. you can, you know, and that's where you start getting the weight gain because the body gets thrown out of flux. You know, when the testosterone is low, then the cortisol goes up. And the guys just get stressed and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a constant feedback of things getting worse and worse and worse. And I think you kind of, you brought up a good point where guys are like, my libido is great, but also thinking about it subjectively, is your libido where it was five years ago? Yeah. Because a lot of these guys at, you know, from 18 to 25 feel away. And it just, it, it's not like women when women hit, you know, menopause that we, they're really starting to call low T andropause and it happens so slow. The guys don't even know what happened. It's like, yeah, I like having lots of sex, like once a week. And, you know, when you think back, I'm like, wow, two years ago, I like to have sex five times a week, you know, and it's like, it happened really slow. Oh, well, the muscle mass, I gained five pounds every, you know, three years. And so it just it happens really slowly. And at some point, what I often hear from guys is just like, I don't feel like myself anymore. I don't feel motivated. You know, the libido, like things aren't just, I just don't feel connected to life. Yeah. And testosterone really does that. If you want to get to like a spiritual sense, I just think testosterone is this, this molecule of really, it attaches you to the masculine. And I mean the majestic masculine, not the toxic, the, the like, I want to take responsibility. I want to help people. I want to, I want to do as much good as I can. And when that starts to go down, guys get depressed. They, they lose motivation to help other people. They, they lose the muscle mass and they just kind of feel a little, you know, unvalued, I guess. Mm. I love bringing the spirituality into it. I've gotten way more recently into Ayurveda. My mm-hmm. one of my favorite podcasts is Ayurvedic, and um, you know, talking about kind of that 
that Shiva energy and, and, um, and that fire and, and how mm-hmm. it's, it's such a big thing now where we're losing that polarity between the masculine and the feminine, mm-hmm. you know, because balance. Yeah. I'm not trying feeling, to say one's better than the other. It's balance. Yeah. It's a total balance and it's, and they're both perfect and are designed to be in that dance with each other. So, um, so yeah, so with, so basically if someone has low testosterone, it could be low libido. And then like you said, affecting their brain function. So like mm-hmm. brain fog affecting their mood, you know, like I think of like the grumpy old man syndrome. Yep. That's yeah. Know? I've been using that term grumpy old man syndrome. You but it shouldn't. can happen earlier. I mean, it can happen exactly. in their twenties. I've seen guys mm-hmm. in their twenties with low testosterone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah low, yeah. low muscle, low libido. There's a, there's a, it's, you know, it's called the Adams questionnaire. It came out of St. Louis university where they have 10 questions where it's libido, energy, strength, height, enjoyment of life grumpiness so that's where a lot of these things do get pretty pretty subjective you know so and and a guy has to be pretty self-aware and again i think that's another tragedy our society we don't teach men to be and people in general we've kind of lost the sense of our connectedness to ourselves and and being aware of how we feel about things Mm -hmm. you have to ask the guy sometimes i ask guys like whoa I haven't really thought about that. Am I depressed? Yeah, I kind of really don't feel that well. You know, but it's just weird that we don't, we need to learn to kind of check in. Yeah, it's cool how the appointments can be so enlightening. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's common where a patient will come in for a second appointment. They're like, you know, I thought about what you asked and I realized, yes, I do have this symptom. You know? yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Didn't even think about it. Or even like yeah. the intake, like we have like a 20 page intake. It's like, wow, that was, it was very thorough and it took a long time, but I learned a lot about myself, you know? Yeah, yeah, I love that part. Checking in on that. So um, and, and other thing you said is like, you, you know, you can't put on the lean muscle mass. So if, if there's a guy mm-hmm. listening where it's like, you're constantly going to the gym and lifting weights and everything. And you're like, God, it's like, you're not getting the results. It could be something hormonal and mm-hmm. it's not because you're a lazy bum. Exactly. And right? that's one of the big things when guys come in, I don't, I don't want them to label themselves like where their testosterone is. Cause guys see that. It's like, Whoa, my t- what's my test I at? Know. 350. Oh, what is it supposed to be? I'm like, well, optimal is seven to 900. So don't beat yourself up because it's like, right. you know, life does its thing. We live in a, in a society now that just, it's not a testosterone friendly environment. We have a lot of nice. environmental factors that are, that is, that is lowering our testosterone, you know, quicker and quicker and quicker. So for these guys to come in and, and I don't, you know, we don't treat levels. I treat right. how you feel. And if you're having symptoms and your, your levels are in a different place, I'm like, well, you know, you still might be, you might be a candidate to, to do, to give the therapy a try. It's so, so. important to not um, identify with a lab mm-hmm. as your self-worth. Labs can really bring up a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and I well, can totally identify with that from, from my own, you know, journeys with my health. But yeah, especially with testosterone for guys. Well, and the muscle thing, like you said too, one of the other things I really hear with guys is exactly what you said. Doc, I'm doing everything right. I'm sleeping. I'm eating good. I'm going to the gym four days a week. I'm doing everything right, but I can't lose this weight. My muscle isn't, it's not coming back like it used to. And I'm discouraged. Like, why can't I do this anymore? And then that it's, you know, it's like a negative feedback. You know, they're doing everything right. And it's still like not getting them the results they want. And they like shaming themselves for it. (laughs) Makes it worse. So, um, all right, cool. Well, well, you know, in that case, that person is doing a lot of the lifestyle things that are correct. But for a lot of guys, I mean, like you said, we're, we, we have this, you know, this kind of culture, lifestyle, way of life that it, it is not very conducive to healthy testosterone levels. It's mm-hmm. just not, right? So what, it, what does that look like lifestyle-wise? Things that kind of a typical American might do that would lead them to having a low testosterone. 
Yeah, I mean, we know now that cortisol, so you, in your, your, your testosterone is produced in your testes, in your Leydig cells. And we know now that cortisol literally stops the production of cholesterol going into the mitochondria to produce testosterone. So, I mean, stress and stress just, yeah. the thing is with stress, it just comes in such a variety of ways. Like people, people don't realize when you have a lot of sugar, right? your blood sugar goes up and then your blood sugar goes down and then your body releases cortisol to, to balance that back out. Well, that cortisol influx shuts off testosterone. There's this, there was a study and it's like, I think 40 or 50 grams of sugar in one sitting can lower your testosterone 20% instantly. Wow. You know, so same thing, shift work. This is some of the, you know, firefighters and our, and our firemen and police officers, um, you know, just the stress of being up all night and anyone working late at night and just too many hours, you're going to release more cortisol that's that's kind of the main mechanism of what lowers the testosterone. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. So can you say that again about the sugar? How much sugar and what I is think, it? I think I'd had to go back and look at the study. They did a single like forty. I think it was at least forty gram glucose test where they gave gentlemen just like a, you know like a Gatorade and they sucked it down and they measured their testosterone and the levels dropped like I think a hundred or two hundred points. That's you know, wild. And you, you couple that on top of like a bad night of sleep, and we know that we know that bad nights of sleep decrease your insulin sensitivity. And that then then you have to produce more cortisol to get throughout the day, and then your blood sugar is all whacked, and then you, you know you get diabetes, you get heart disease. Those are the main you know heart disease is the number one killer of men. Yeah, and 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 it's it's a double edged sword once you start going down that pathway because you have more stress, you have less testosterone, so your insulin sensitivity goes down, and then you know you get the heart disease and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. so you said stress. Poor sleep and sugar. And let's talk a little more about about this the 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 sleep part. So I think a lot of guys think, oh, I can go to bed at like twelve or one or two, get eight hours, and I'm good. So what's Mm -hmm. the truth with that? Yeah, I mean, they did a study on uh, shift work, and I should have pulled out these studies so I have exact. You know, I like I like to be really specific, and and all my approaches. (laughs) Yeah, it's scientifically proven, but we know that. high amounts of cortisol will mess with your, your testosterone. So with, with sleep, um, you, your body has to adapt to stressors. I mean, that's literally what, you know, that's, that's what, that's life. That's balance. You're going to have some stressors come in. They're going to hit you. And then your body has to figure out what do I do with this? And one of the ways I like to talk about testosterone is testosterone is going to be highest when life is good. Okay. So if you're in, a, if you're in a, like a little tribe and you have so much wood, okay. If it's really cold, you're going to take that wood and you're going to burn it for fire instead of build a bigger and nicer hut. And that's kind of what happens with guys when you're, when you're going down this thing, you're like, you're not sleeping, you're not eating right. You're not going to the gym. You're stressed. Um, your body is going to tilt towards the area of survival instead of thriving. Mm-hmm. And that the same thing with, with ED. I talk about that all the time. You have, you have a parasympathetic and a sympathetic innervation. Your body is either in fight or flight or it's relaxed. And you can't get a good heart erection. You can't have a very strong libido if you don't feel relaxed because the body's smart. The body's like, times are great. Push the testosterone up. Let's mate. Let's have babies. Let's build a city. But when times are tough and times are rough and you're up late at night, your body says, no, things aren't good now. Like, let's not do all those things. Yeah. It goes into survival mode. Well, and blue lights, you know this. We talked about, you've talked about this before. Blue lights block your production of melatonin at night. So we all know this. The sun is when it's highest. It's, it's, a, it's a light of blue. So when you're nine o'clock at night and you come home or if it's midnight or you got, you know, when you look at a screen, your body says it's noon. That throws off your, all of your circadian rhythm. When is testosterone highest? When you wake up in the morning. When is your growth hormone highest? Your first hour of sleep at night. So if you're not getting good quality sleep, you're gonna have a low growth hormone, you're gonna have low testosterone. 
And then to couple it, your, your blood glucose is going to be goofed all day. And so you're going to be producing extra cortisol. Yeah. So it's just, so it's, um, it's, and it's, it's tough. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. And, and like, we all have to do what we do to get by in life, but we need to try and get these messages out there. So people understand that the life we're living is not conducive to being healthy. For sure. And the conditions around us make it challenging. So you really have to be like very diligent with this. Yes. We don't have, the, we don't have that privilege anymore. I put it, I put up a Instagram post the other day. There was a study um, and they did on these guys out of, in the Boston area and they showed that 30 it was 25% of the men over the age of 30 now have low testosterone levels. So wow. if you're a guy and you're over 30, there's a, there's a one in four chance that your levels are low. That's wild. And, and that the, would and have the, never been the case, you know, no. 50 years ago. Yeah. The, another study from, from 1988 to 2002, the average levels dropped a hundred points, you know, average. And this is like 60 year old guys are at 550. And now in 2002, the average 60 year old guy was 450 and that's 60. And yeah. I see guys walking in 30 to 40 years old and their levels are that low. Mm-hmm. I love, by the way, how I said vigilant instead of vigilant. It's like pregnancy brain everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other day I put, I put a dozen eggs in the cabinet instead of the fridge. Like that's, <laughs> this is both the world I'm in right now. Um, <laughs> so like, let's talk specifics. Like what do you, what kind of suggestions would you give for your guy patients on sleep? Like what time would you say, try to go to bed by this time and mm-hmm. any other kind of you know, sleep hygiene things. To yeah. Really I mean, you got to really be shooting for about seven and a half hours. And, uh, from what, from what I remember too, most sleep cycles come in about 90 minutes. Have you heard mm-hmm. this? Yeah. So like you, you kind of want to shoot for like seven and a half, nine hours, one of those two ranges, um, mm-hmm. because you're going to get through a full sleep cycle and that helps with hormonal production that helps with your circadian rhythm. But to me, it's really about, it's really about getting a routine, you know, and when you get a routine, it's like anything in life, you make habits and habits become, so a habit, something becomes a destiny. Did you know that quote? Yeah, not really. And especially not right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's just basically, we're made up of our micro routines and those habits eventually become who we are. So to me, what I personally do, and I usually tell this to my patients, um, I try and get in my room at a certain time, nine, nine thirty every night. And I have a lamp that's above my room and then I have a crystal salt lamp and a, and a candle. And what I'm trying to do is actually mimic the progression of the sun going down, um, the unwinding period. You know, you get in your room, you meditate, you feel good about the day, find some things to be grateful about, journal a little bit, turn the big light off, and then you turn a smaller light off so your body can slowly adjust to the, you know, the energetic frequency of just kind of slowing everything down. And then really, you know, it depends. So this is an area where naturopathic doctors were great at. Like if you're not getting the sleep that you want, there's probably a lot of things that are in your life that are causing stress. But, you know, maybe you need a little bit of magnesium supplementation. Maybe you need some zinc, some B6, some things that help kind of calm you down. But And the same thing when you're waking up in the morning. Make it a routine. Get up at the same time every morning so your body knows kind of what's going on here. When you're waking yeah. up and going to sleep at different times, it's like, oh, I was up at midnight last night. Why am I trying to go to sleep now? And then you just lay there with your eyes bug opened. And especially what's so crazy about us is that we run, 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 run. And then people just go and they jump in bed. It's like, well, your body is still confused what's going on. So you got to, you know, it listens and it's, and it'll program if you, if you give it the steps, what it needs to do to get done. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and like I went, I went camping, um, back in July last year to the Grand Canyon. And Mm. it was the coolest thing. Went rafting like down in the canyon where the river was. And it was like, of course, there's no electricity. There's, you can't even use your phone. So it's like, it's just pointless to even have it. And it was the most healing and recharging time. And 
we all slept like just rock stars because we didn't have all that artificial light coming at us. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was so pitch black and dark down there, except for just like these gazillion stars over us. It was just amazing. So, you know, and I come back and and after we, we then like spent a couple nights in Vegas, which is like the complete opposite, (laughs) you know, it's just like craziness. So let's talk about just the, the light, the artificial lights, mm-hmm. the, our phones. I mean, what is this doing to, to, to sleep and especially for men and their hormones? Well, you know, Dr. Lowe, people ask me, what do I do to, to naturally increase my testosterone? I go, move to the country, plant a garden, yeah. eat organic, and right. not have any stress. So like you said, we have, we have to figure out ways to combat, you know, the EMFs. And there are... I'm I'm still not a hundred percent like that. I'm not going to say that the evidence is clear, but there are so many skeptical studies out there showing that these EMFs are not good. Yeah. Like, and I'm on the I'm a conservative. I'm on the conservative. I'm like, if it's not good, keep it away from you. Like, my cell phone is not in my pockets unless it has mm-hmm. to be there. The EMFs are hitting your like. There's studies showing that it messes with Leydig cells, and you probably know that with with yeah. uh, sperm production. Mm-hmm. And again, the light just coming in through our eyes and telling us, you know, the blue light affecting our hormonal production of melatonin. So, you know, you can do the blue light blockers. I'm, I'm, I, do you use Swanwick? Or which, yeah, which, love, yeah. The, love the Swanwicks. I, I need to get a good, good, good pair of them. So, yeah, and I don't know. Yeah. And you can actually <laughs> fill me in more, you know, what areas, you know, what I'm missing in, in that area, because there is more and more stuff that's constantly coming out with even just being around electricity. I had a, a gentleman in here this morning and he's, he works in the power line. And I kind of brought that up. I go, Hey man, do you feel better or worse when you're up in the power line? He's like, yeah, I kind of, I kind of think it messes with me a little bit. I bet. Wow. So that's a lot of, you know, we're energetic beings at the core. You know, we're using these, these electrical mag, these electrical pulses that, you know, have our, you know, our, 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 um, what's my, what's my word that conduct our, um, like our like our own electrical fields or yeah the the cellular responses of the sodium yeah. like that's how right. that works it's all electric it's it's electrical stuff that's moving gradients it's an electron that produces the energy in our body and and uh, when you play with that you kind of play with it at your own peril so mm-hmm. yeah so really at a, it's like at a cellular level it affects how your cells communicate when you mm-hmm. are altering this these fields. And I'm so, this is like my biggest thing right now. I'm so passionate about this. I mean, so much to where I took the entire Wi-Fi out of the clinic. She did. All our computers are, we don't have, um, you know, the, uh, the wireless printers, they're all connected and the staff say like they, they feel better. Mm-hmm. They don't leave work feeling just drained and zapped. Well, so, all these wi you can't yeah. go into a building now without being hammered. You go into one yeah. building and you get six or seven different Wi-Fi signals. Those are hitting right. us. Yeah. Like those are hitting us one way or another. And, you know, some people say, well, it's not doing anything. I'm like, I would much rather just not be hit with it. And you just then, can't see it. So that's why, yeah. you know, it's not a good thing. But like you go and get an x-ray and you can't see it either, but it can really jack you up. Exactly. Right. So exactly. it's the same thing. So um, for me, I'm, I have such an addictive personality. Like it's so hard for me to not... Like if some, if I have crap in the house, I'm going to eat it. If I have my phone next to me, I'm going to look at it. Like I just have to keep it out of the room. So that's, what's worked for me with my, with my schedule, you know, with my sleep schedule. Like it has been the the number one thing that's improved my sleep is keeping my phone completely out of my room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I charge it in the kitchen. (laughs) I'm doing that more and more and and always putting it on, always putting it on, um, airplane mode as I can. Yeah, that's huge. Like if you have to keep it in your pocket, try to put it in airplane mode. And if you're one of those guys listening where it's like you have to be kind of on call and you have to keep your phone, you know, ringer on, 
you know, maybe they're not, not the most fashionable things, but maybe have some pants where you have like a pocket that's lowered down, like next to your knee or something. You can put yeah. it down there. So at least I've been it's doing further that. away. Yeah. And my scrubs, I keep it in the, in the one away from my testes. Yeah. Like get yeah. away. Like yeah. I don't know what that, yeah. I actually had a company reach out to me and I need to get back to them about, um, their EMF blocking underwear. For men. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm actually wearing an EMF blocking shirt right now for the. Are baby. you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's called, I need... it's called belly armor. So it's a tank top that I wear whenever I do my podcasting or my patient days. Like if I'm on the computer, I wear it and it blocks 99% of the, of the emissions to the sign me up. I got to get on that. I got to get cool? on it. Yeah. Well, I, and we, we should sell you know, this at the office. We should. Yeah. We should. And I don't, we don't have to get too much off topic in the 5G thing, but that scares me oh, too. It's a whole nother world. Yeah. I actually want to do an episode all about this and how we can protect ourselves. Yeah. We need it. So, so it's lifestyle stuff. So, and, and yeah. that's, that is the foundation. It's, it's improving the stress, you know, improving your sleep, cutting off the sugar. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you mentioned something else like kind of lifestyle wise. Oh, yeah. Mean? Definitely working out. Yeah, yeah. Great for the right. testosterone, 100%. Um, but you need to, one thing that I'm getting a little cautious about, I love paleo, I love the ketogenic, I love um, a lot of these, these um, you know, new lifestyles that are helping people turn their stuff around. But I do get a little bit concerned when a lot of people, they're not really eating enough, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, right. Um, like intermittent yeah. fasting, what's your thoughts yep. with that? Oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. You need to do it right. And that's where too, you know, there, as an naturopathic doctor, I work with a nutritionist and someone that can kind of guide you. A lot of these people are freelancing at this stuff. And in my opinion, I do see people, um, especially with like intermittent fasting, they'll, they'll do it. And then they're like, you know, I do my bulletproof coffee in the morning and then I will eat it too. And then I just crash. And I'm like, yeah, cause it's your body coming out of sympathetic into parasympathetic cause it's not digesting food. And so we need to figure out like a, a good a balance with that. And then the main thing is just your blood sugar regulation. Right. So um, if you're if you're eating a lot of food at once and then you're not eating, you know, the blood sugar just that's to me like the basics of health is really just making sure your, your blood sugar is regulated. Right. And if you're doing intermittent fasting, but then when you eat, it's like all sugar. Then, like, yeah. Like going to eat a roller pizza. coaster. Yeah. Like, uh, this, I don't know if you can do that. You know, people kind of want their cake and eat it, too. And, and uh, totally. yeah. work. Yeah. Working out and then just eating a, a like a, a Tim Ferriss calls them a slow carb diet. You know, mm-hmm. making sure that your your glycemic index is low in all your foods. Eat, you know, eat wholesome foods, um, lean meats, vegetables, lentils. Um, you know, probably stuff everyone listening already knows. Yeah, great fats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, let's see, what else about this? So exercise wise, just real quick, what what type of exercise are we talking? Are we talking like doing cardio? Are we talking about weights? Are we talking about intervals? You got mm-hmm. it. Yeah, the, the high intensity interval training to my understanding in the research is what's been shown to have the, the most significant impact on increasing testosterone. Yeah. And, and that kind of goes back to the whole, um, you know, like you go in and you do a high intensity, like if you're doing heavy stuff, like you're doing squats, you're doing deadlifts, you're doing uh, benching or anything that you're using your whole body. Your body literally, what's it? Hormesis is when your body gets like a little bit of something bad that happens to it. Yeah. Yeah. It gets stressed and then it comes back even better. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what weightlifting does. Weightlifting and high intensity interval training. You know, when you're running up those hill sprints, your body says, wow, that was hard. I need stronger quads so that I can run up that hill better next time. And what happens? You know, your quads get bigger, your testosterone goes up, insulin sensitivity, you know, kind of all that stuff again. So Mm -hmm. the, the, the cardio, you know, obviously I'm not going to bash on cardio. I think it's great. People should be doing that regularly, you know, at least 15 minutes, three, three to four times a week. Yeah. I am a little more biased on the, on the weight training just because that's what the research has shown to actually um, help with the testosterone. 
And also guys listening, please don't jump to the exercise before you do the ones we already mentioned, the stress, the sleep mm -hmm. and cutting off the sugar, because, you know, yes, um, there are hormetic stresses that are good for you, but if you already have too much stress and you're not repairing by sleeping, then that's not going to be a hormetic stress. Yes. It's going to be bad stress. Overtraining 100%. Take a week off. I know people are addicted. I, I am at fault for this too, but you know, your body, you know, it wants some time off every once in a while. You do three months of high intensity interval training five days a week, like take a week or two off. Yeah. Let that body kind of relax a little bit and say, Oh, that was, that was fun. It'll end up working better for you that way. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. So we talked about lifestyle stuff. What are some, and we'll talk about testosterone replacement in a sec, but mm -hmm. what are some of like kind of the natural ways to help improve things? Yeah. Besides the lifestyle stuff, really, again, research wise, the only herb that has been or supplement that I've seen that has really good clinical data on it is the ashwagandha, mm -hmm. uh, four to 500 milligrams twice a day. But what we do know with ashwagandha, again, you should be working with a practitioner, even with certain herbs, because ashwagandha does have some minor like SSRI properties to it. So what's uh, the saying is uh, tired. Ashwagandha is for someone that has a wired mind, tired body because mm -hmm. it has this like balancing effect. So if you're already like tired mind and body doing ayo uh, ash ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, How's that doing, on testosterone? <laughs> I, I bet it would help personally. <laughs> Probably. Probably would. Um, but doing ashwagandha, it can, I have had some patients do it and they actually get a little more tired. So mm -hmm. it can't help with the T levels, but then, uh, you know, there is, you know, these herbs that work very, and most of them are safe and, and very well balancing, but they can mess with neurotransmitters a little bit. Yeah. Um, it, you know, if you are deficient in zinc and magnesium, your body will not be able to produce testosterone. So that's mm -hmm. one of the, the main things I always do when guys come in. It's like, we need to do a micronutrient panel because if you're deficient in these things, your body won't be able to produce testosterone. Yes. Um, yes. And, you know, like quarantine, a lot of the stuff that you're very familiar with, with, with sperm, there's been a lot of studies, but not a whole lot of clear evidence. But I will say that I hear my patients feel better. Mm -hmm. I do know a lot of patients when they start taking L-quarantine tend to feel better. Um, I like a supplement by um, uh, Designs for Health, Prostate Supreme. I put a lot of guys on that. They sleep better because it has a lot of precursors for serotonin. Um, you know, there's DIM in there and a lot of different things that just kind of help balance out the hormones. Yeah. So there are some herbs. There are some supplements. Tribulus is a real popular one. I can't say I've seen a whole lot of, clinically it worked that well. Tonkat Ali, it's, it's kind of on the edge, but you know, it's, it's never going to hurt to go. Oh, with those yeah. So again, that I, to my understanding, that's going to help more with growth hormone. And yeah. one of the problems with the deer antler, if it has actual growth hormone in it, if you take it orally, then your stomach's going to degrade it with hydrochloric acid. So I don't, I don't, I haven't really seen that work either. And I've never had any feedback from it, but that's, I think where some people are doing them um, from like sublinguals or sprays or injections. Yeah. So and it's also like, like how your body is breaking down your testosterone, right? So like we mm -hmm. do a lot of testing at shine where we'll check all the different metabolites, like the Dutch test, you know, mm -hmm. like a urine panel to see how you're breaking it down. Because the thing is you're, you might make a decent amount of testosterone, but you might be sucking it up with your SHBG right? Or you might mm -hmm. be converting it into DHT or converting it into estrogen. So there's a lot of ways that it can go. So it's not just as simple as take this to boost your levels. Well, even with regular levels now, if your levels come back normal, there's this theory emerging called testosterone resistance, mm. kind of like, you know, insulin resistance where, yeah, you have testosterone in your body, but it's not able to get in the cell and elicitate the, the effect that it, it's really trying to, because some guys are coming back with, with, 
you know, quote unquote, high optimal normal levels. And what we've seen is like, if you actually give them testosterone, they do feel better even after that. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like trying to figure out, well, what's, what's really going on here? Especially another thing naturally that I don't, I don't, we kind of skipped over was just xenoestrogens, right? Yeah. Like the plastics. Um, there's so many different chemicals out there that will mess with your testosterone production as far as arsenic, um, it's a real big one for, you know, messing with the testes. There's mm. other heavy metals yeah. that really cadmium, decrease. I think is another cadmium. Yeah. Yes. So if you're smoking, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think what other, yeah, BPA and these xenoestrogens. Cause, uh, you know, if we look at how hormones are created, we release gonadotropin releasing hormone from our pituitary, which actually tells us to create both estrogen and testosterone. So estrogen and testosterone both feedback on that. So if you're having a lot of xenoestrogens in your body, your body thinks it has more of these hormones than it does. And that is one is an emerging thought of like that could be lowering your testosterone. So if you're wow. drinking a lot of bottled water, if you are exposed to um, like flame retardants are kind of like everywhere. I read an article, they're all over the place. Like you can't even get away from these things. We sit in traffic, their brake pads are being hit. You're breathing in all that debris from the, the brake pads. And again, it's just, we just don't live in that, that well of a, a testosterone. Yeah. Uh, so get out in nature as much as you can. And like, even, I mean, I'm going to do a whole episode on baby products, but like, baby car seats and strollers mm. i mean flame retardants like crazy oh yeah isn't it nuts so these yeah. babies are just getting doused with this oh, it's terrible. i know so um okay cool well let's talk about testosterone replacement specifically so mm-hmm. you know tell me kind of your approach with that so using bioidentical testosterone when you mm-hmm. yeah so obviously as an the doctor i meet every guy where they're at and to be bluntly honest in the in what i've seen clinically it's pretty hard to move up the testosterone naturally. Um, obviously, I, I want to go that route. But even in young guys, you know, if they're coming in, I had a gentleman who was at 250, you know, and he's like 23. So I'm like, there are some young guys coming in. You do all the lifestyle, you do everything right. And then you recheck it in six months. And he's like 400. Mm-hmm. But he's not, he's not really feeling much of a difference. He's not feeling any better. Yeah. Um, and, and the younger guys, and again, I try to be as conservative as possible. You can use something like Clomid. You can use HCG. What those do is help your body produce more testosterone. Clomid actually, you're again, probably very familiar. It's actually used in fertility for women. And um, what we see in the young men is it increases their fertility as well and does increase their testosterone. But again, you need to be, you know, these are, this is medical stuff. You need to be working with a doctor because there are a lot of different signs and symptoms that come up once you start testosterone that need to be monitored. And your clinical picture is huge. So if you have like you know, primary hypogonadism, meaning your testes are, are, are not, you're, they're broke. They're not producing testosterone. Like you got trauma to them or something along those lines, like that, that isn't going to work as well. Your ACG or your clomid. But if it's something in the brain, then, then possibly there's still like, you know, we're still kind of figuring all that out. But from there, um, you know, you do have the actual testosterone, which is bioidentical. So it's, it's, it's astrified. It goes into your body I prefer to do it as an IM injection and then it gets in, in, you know, it goes into your bloodstream and it it basically mimics testosterone all throughout the body. Yeah. So So, there's different ways to do it, right? There's cream, mm -hmm. there's injectables, there's even like pellets where you can have it like put under your skin. I'm not a big fan of the pellets because I feel like it's like a really high level and then it kind of tapers out, but what do you think? Yeah. So in, in my clinical experience, testosterone via IM, and I'm doing the injections more frequently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think IM is by far the, the superior route. When you do pellets, when you do cre- creams, I just see guys come back and their levels are all over the place. I think that has to do with maybe an absorption thing. Maybe the skin gets saturated in certain areas. 
So if you're doing a, a gel or a cream, usually you do it after a shower, apply it to certain areas. One area I haven't done yet is there's a transdermal cream that you can actually do on the testes, mm. which is actually supposedly one of the, I'm still learning about that method. I haven't, I haven't done that clinically yet. But mm -hmm. as far as actual testosterone goes, when you start replacing it, the, the levels can shoot up too high. And then you get what's called aromatization where your testosterone gets converted into estrogen. And then when you're, you literally want to prevent that as much as possible, your testosterone going too high. And if you're doing more frequent injections, then you can kind of control that a little bit better. So most of the time now I'm recommending at least twice a week for my patients and mm -hmm. I'm seeing better, better results, less side effects from high estrogen and overall just guys feeling more balanced. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tend to start kind of with the order of operations. Like I'll start with the basics we talked about. Like if you're doing all the lifestyle things that are making mm -hmm. it to where your testosterone's messed up and let's address that, you know, the diet, the lifestyle and, you know, some natural things first. And then if that doesn't do the trick, then we'll do the cream or a gel. And for some guys, they like it a lot, but yes, mm -hmm. I do think that there can be variability in absorption. And then Yes, there's definitely been cases where it's like the shots just make more sense. And, well, and, you, you know, and it's that's what we for do. compliance too. So you're not having to yeah. do something every day. And we, yeah, we meet the guy. We, I'll meet you where you're at. Like if you're like, doc, I don't like needles, but if you think that's best, I can do it once a week. Well, okay, I can work with that. Or doc, I'm going to be traveling for four months. I don't want to bring my testosterone with me. You know, what do you think of the pellets? I'm like, okay, then maybe the pellets are a good idea. Yeah. So, you know, these are all very individualized. And like you said, one of the main things is just, the patient need what is the patient going to be compliant with? You're like, and I have guys that just don't like needles. Well, okay, we'll, we'll do we'll do a cream or a gel. Like that's fine with me. Yeah. And how does it affect? So I know that you know there's different stages of life that men go through. And let's say mm -hmm. someone who is younger and who wants to at some point start a family. Like, how can that potentially affect maybe fertility or sperm production? Yeah, definitely. The the, uh, the analogy I use when we start giving exogenous testosterone, and this is kind of a bad one because it's not that naturopathic, but imagine you're sitting in your living room watching TV and you're hungry. So you say to your chef who's in the kitchen, can you please bring me five pizzas? Chef puts five pizzas in the oven. He comes in, gives you five pizzas. Everyone's happy. Now say that you're still hungry or the next day you say, hey, I want five pizzas and your chef brings you back two. And all of a sudden you're like, well, I didn't get the pizzas I want. So now you owe me seven. And then he comes back with two more. And then you're kind of like, well, now I'm still hungry and I'm not getting what I want. So what do they do? They, people will call the pizza boy. That's using exogenous testosterone. Mm -hmm. So that's great. Like the pizza boy shows up, you get what you want. Um, but the thing is then your oven can often gets turned off and your chef quits or doesn't yeah. work as well. And that's kind of your testes. So test, like I said, the, the signal comes from your brain, goes on your testes and it tells you to produce testosterone. And then your brain's happy. It's like, oh, we got testosterone. So when you start giving it exogenously, your testes can kind of shut down. And your testes are also important for producing sperm. So if you're young, that's, again, you should really be doing something like do the lifestyle stuff, you know, as far as the hierarchy, do your lifestyle stuff, take the supplements, try those things out. Um, and then you, in my opinion, should delve more into trying like an HCG or Clomid first. Um, but I have had patients who've been on testosterone for, you know, 10, 15 years and who we've added HCG to the treatment, and they have been able to conceive without coming off the testosterone. Hmm. But that's not for everyone. If you want to be optimal, then you probably should come off the testosterone for a while. But it's it 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 really depends on the person. You know, if they're if the testosterone is really what's you know keeping them going and motivated, and they're having good stuff. Then um, I have a patient right now who we we put him on HCG. So um, we'll see. Yeah, that's so interesting and. You know, and of course, you guys, if you want to learn more about the fertility piece of it, please, mm -hmm. you know, take my course, Golden Eggs Fertility, which 
a big portion of that is golden swimmers. There you um, go. The swimmers. And, you know, because when there's issues with fertility, like if a couple can't get pregnant, you know, 40% of the time it's due to the male factors. Mm-hmm. So you can really is, do a lot to improve the quality of the sperm. And that's another thing when we look at the the sperm counts have dropped. It was like 100 million. They did the Hebrew University study where sperm counts were about 100 million 50 years ago. And now they're about 33. Yeah. You know, it's like, guys, we got, we, there's something going on here. Yeah. And, most men would be considered infertile in the, in like the 1920s. It's exactly. pretty wild. Yeah. So, and, and it's really about the quality too. It's not just like the count, same thing mm-hmm. with eggs. You know, it's not just, Oh, I have all these eggs. But it's like, how, mm-hmm. how quality are they? Yeah. Um, so, you know, antioxidants, you know, free radicals, like the EMFs, all of that really plays a big part. With exactly. That, so. And, and, and kind of just a little bit about the testosterone too. make sure that if hopefully you find a practitioner that listens to you and is able to individualize your, your treatment and figure out your health goals and your wellness, because there are some, and you might even, you know, we're going to ask this about this. There are side effects. There are side effects. There's risks. There are mostly good things. Yeah. What are the side opinion. effects? So again, I'll start with the good stuff. With testosterone, we do know that guys who are in the more optimal range, you know, 700 to 900, they literally they have a de- decreased chance for Alzheimer's, decreased chance for diabetes, decreased chance for heart disease. There was a huge study that showed that they have an overall decreased chance for death in general. Guys mm-hmm. who have higher levels, decreased chance for prostate cancer. Now, uh, some of the things that you need to watch if you ever start testosterone replacement therapy, though, is the, I think the aromatization, the estrogen piece gets a little more attention than it actually should. I don't really see that happening. And I don't use aromatase inhibitors anymore on my patient. There's a lot of evidence coming out that, that you know, men need estrogen. So like mm-hmm. I said before, when you're, if you start testosterone replacement therapy, your testosterone can go up and you can get burdened in estrogen. Now, to me, it makes sense that they go up together, kind of like we talked about, masculine and feminine. Like estrogen is great for guys. It helps with motivation. It helps them feel connected. It helps with blood. It helps uh, with the blood vessel. Like why, why don't women get heart disease? Because of estrogen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's good for the brain. It's good for the bones. And I've seen some, some DEXA scans on guys who have been on testosterone replacement for many years with an aromatase inhibitor. And they have the bones of, you know, they're, they're 50 and they have bones of an 80-year-old man because they blocked wow. the estrogen so much. Wow. So you really need to be working with a practitioner that knows what they're doing in, in that case. And we can do stuff. We can do with supplements, you know, DIM. We can do Chrysin. There's plenty of other things, you know, NAC that help your liver function to decrease the, the estrogen. And the type, the way that you get the therapy makes a big difference. So estrogen is a big piece. There's a very controversial area about red blood cells. So testosterone increases erythropoietin. And erythropoietin is like, you know, that's what a lot of bikers and stuff take to like uh, triathlon people because it increases the amount of red blood cell. Mm -hmm. So they can carry more oxygen throughout their body. So it's controversial whether or not that the the thicken the, the more red blood cells actually causes any type of downstream or long term effect on heart disease. What I often do is have most of my patients donate blood a couple times a year, and that lowers the RBZ hemoglobin hematocrit. Um, again, really no evidence showing that that's you know has a long term uh, you know side effect or something bad. Um, but the other thing that is very 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 important is that if you start testosterone replacement therapy or you're on testosterone replacement therapy and you get prostate cancer, it can, there is evidence showing that it can increase how quickly it spreads and grows. Mm. So that's why when I do testosterone replacement, I'm very digital with my patients. You have, I need, you have to see me at least twice a year, at least twice a year, usually more three to four times a year because we're working on other stuff, you know, lifestyle. Um, but you got to pay attention to what's going on with your prostate. As a guy, you got to watch your urinary symptoms. You got to be paying attention to those things. And you need so, to get a prostate exam and anything mm-hmm. else to check for the prostate health that you recommend? 
I usually, and that's where I usually just refer to your, anytime there's any type of suspicion, I usually refer to your urologist. We do a lot of the lifestyle stuff and, you know, I measure PSA and do a digital mm-hmm. rectal and, um, yeah. but often, you know, I try and stay in my lane. I'm, I'm pretty well versed in a lot of it, but you know, sometimes you get an MRI, you know, I, I really, you know, try and stay away from the biopsies, but it depends, right? It really depends on every person. So there's no real, there's no template for this. Do you think that in a, for a man who it seems like a good fit and you're monitoring them, do you think they can stay on testosterone for their whole life? Yeah, I mean, and, and that's there, we didn't really even get to the difference between you know steroids, and this is where testosterone has been so demonized. It's because a lot of people confuse it with steroids. Okay, right. so th- the average dose of a testosterone replacement is somewhere between I would say 150 to 200 milligrams of testosterone siphonate or ethanate a week. Okay, what bodybuilders are doing is literally five to 700 milligrams of just wow. testosterone, and then they're adding on things like androlin decanate and anavar and all these other anabolic steroids on top of it. And what it actually gives me hope that it's like, wow, testosterone's way safer than we thought. Because right. you, look, you look at someone like Arnold, he was taking so many stuff for so many years and he's he's still pretty I don't know his I don't know what his lab numbers are, but he still looks he still looks pretty healthy. Yeah. So, you know, there's a big difference between the testosterone and using um anabolics. So super helpful. Wow. Yeah. Awesome, Doc. Well, I love picking your brain, and you know so much about this topic. I'm, I'm I love it, and well, and and it's a it's a place that's hit home for me, just because I've had friends. My levels were not optimal. I've had to optimize them. And my father, my dad, got on testosterone, and it was one of those things. He told me about his symptoms. He went into the doctor, and they just gave him testosterone. Like they didn't tell him how to do it, how right. often, what do you watch out for? Are so in, typical, yeah. And it's, that's the medical system, unfortunately. So that, yeah, this is an area that I found. There's just so many men that are lacking the attention that they need, and and to to have them monitored properly and safely. And I love this stuff, and I've seen it just transform guys' lives. Like guys coming in that you know, having problems with their wives and their relationship, the libido, all these things. And then within six weeks, it's turned around. Blood pressure oh, lower. Amazing. Like balancing, yeah. like for, for a couple, balancing the woman's hormones and the man's hormones. I mean, you literally help prevent just divorce and just improve yeah. like the spark and the, the satisfaction, the happiness in the relationship. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you know, I love it. And, uh, uh oh yeah, I'm happy, happy, happy to spread <laughs> the message and help as many guys out there as I can. Cause awesome. it's, uh, are there any um, anything else about this you think I should ask about or we should talk about? Or I think that's a pretty thorough overview, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think we did a good job. Uh, just, you know, a lot of guys hear stuff like this and just um, make sure you're, you're, you're being diligent. And like patients that work with me, like it's, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a one, it's not just an easy fix. Too. Yeah. You know, people are like, oh, I just get the shot and things get better. Like you gotta, you gotta put the work in, you gotta get your labs test. You need to, you know, work on the lifestyle stuff. And, and again, I've seen just, amazing things guys in six months and when you look at two three years these guys have just turned their life around lost the weight energies back getting in the gym feeling motivated doing way better at work so Mm -hmm. just more of who they actually really are 100 percent. yeah Yeah. well doc thank you so much for joining me and i'm 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 happy to share all this content with my listeners and for all of you guys listening to dr muller can work because you can work with patients from a distance too, right? Yep. Yep. Over the phone I, now. However, for testosterone, more. you need to come see us in person because that's a mm-hmm. prescription. But for any of the lifestyle stuff, you know, we're happy to help. And we have a whole team of doctors at Shine. But if you really want to dive into some of this male hormone stuff, I think this is the dude. And I'm actually probably going to send my dad to you because I've been monitoring him and it's like, it's, it's hard to treat family, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good okay. patient, but, um, but yeah. So, 
thanks again for joining me and um, hopefully we can do another episode sometime soon. So thank you for being my guest. Hey, love it. And it was an honor and a, a complete privilege to be here. So always. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Low Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love and I'll talk to you soon.